welcome to StarCast for the 21st of October, 2021. This is the Weekend Head Edition, which I am releasing a little early, or perhaps you might say a little bit late, to comment on an aspect that is exact now, uh, that being a T-square between Mars, Pluto, and Eris. So I'll come back to that in a moment. I didn't say, welcome to a podcast from Planet Waves. This is Eric Francis, the author of the Planet Waves Horoscope and the host of planetwaves.fm. Let's uh, just consider the the, the more, uh, let's say, routine elements of uh, of the astrology, and then we will get into this um, planetary aspect pattern. So as you probably know, if you've been listening... Mercury stationed direct on Monday. Uh, This was a positively brutal Mercury retrograde in many ways. Uh, They seem to be getting worse. Um, They they were almost unnoticeable for a while. Uh, And then starting in March of 2020, late February into uh, early March of 2020, there was just this uh, Mercury retrograde that absolutely blindsided everyone and, uh, and that is when we went from the uh, normal world into the new abnormal world uh, in the space of about three or four weeks. Uh, I have never seen anything like it, nor have I ever read about anything like it in my uh, various, uh, sometimes copious meanderings through history. Change, even change that is instigated by powerful people or foisted upon the population usually happens much more incrementally. And this was a, uh, you know, let's take everything all at once uh, type of thing. Anyway, so Mercury stationed direct in the sign Libra on Monday. I believe it is still holding the degree of its stationary direct position at 11 and change of Libra loosely, not not even loosely, pretty... um, Pretty much uh, opposite uh, Chiron. Let's just check that. Let me just verify that um, the the degree of the station direct. Previous, previous, next, next, ten eighteen. Ah, so it's it's actually left the degree where it's stationed uh, station direct. It's stationed direct at ten degrees and eight minutes of Libra, opposite Chiron. At nine degrees and fifty-nine minutes of Aries, so that uh, that is a conjun- that is an opposition of um, of about nine arc minutes. So it's, it was in a very close opposition to uh, to Chiron, and and what that can have a way of doing when you put Mercury and Chiron together, particularly with a Mercury retrograde involved and a, um, a an aspect such as a square conjunction or opposition is create a situation where uh, certain individuals feel like they are mentally compromised like or like they are less intelligent than others or uh, that if a child is born with a, a, a very strong mercury chiron aspect they can be wrongly thought of as being less intelligent than other children when in reality as we've seen in many facets of life, they are often far more intelligent and, and uh, unique and distinct thinkers who are not so 
able to play the game. Uh, they do what used to be called marching to the beat of your own drummer, or perhaps you make the beat yourself because you are a drummer or maybe a bass player. And and so uh, this is a thing to uh, to be cautious of. One thing I'm noticing quite a bit is people feeling like they are not in a position to evaluate or assess certain facts, which is in turn leading to a very dangerous, leave it all to the experts, we can trust these people type of situation. Uh, I would remind you that it is October of 2021. It's kind of like a David Lynch joke. It's October of 2021, and that is the 10-year anniversary of October 2011. What was going on in October of 2011? I'll tell you, there were thousands of people camped out in Zuccotti Park in New York City and countries, uh, cities uh, around the United States and, and around the world taking part in what was known at the time as the Occupy Wall Street movement, where the human race figured out that it was the 99% and that there was a very small percentage of people who were exploiting everything and everyone and if I recall correctly, we made a collective commitment at that time to claim back our world and to not be fooled again. And now we have ceded authority of the world and many people of their own bodies to these very same dark capitalist dastardly forces all in the name of doing good. And so in this environment, there's a lot of, trust me, I'm an expert going on. And I would say the minute someone says, trust me, I'm an expert, that you run in the other direction and start to make your own observations about things, events, people, including what would seem to be the most complicated subjects. In my other job, I am an investigative reporter, and it's, it happens frequently that when I embark on a story, I know nothing about it. For example, when I embarked on the story of the coronavirus test, I had only heard of a coronavirus a few weeks before then. And now I'm considered a worldwide expert on the, uh, the history of and the mechanics of the polymerase chain reaction. Now, it took a while. But my message to you is, anything you don't know, you can find out. You can study, you can learn, you can explore, you can seek your own understanding, and you just have to trust yourself, follow your curiosity, and take a circumspect view. And I find one of the most important things to do as an investigative journalist is to not believe anything and at the same time, for a while, for a while, to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and listen as if what they're saying might possibly be true, and then to proceed from there. Okay, so that's my message about Mercury Stationing Direct. Yesterday, Wednesday, was the full moon in Aries. This was conjunct Chiron, or it was recent, had recently been conjunct Chiron, uh, and then the, mo the moon moved into a conjunction with Eris while the Sun was in a conjunction with Mars and the Sun and Mars and the Moon 
and Pluto were all, excuse me, and Eris were all square Pluto in a great big T-square, meaning three legs of a grand square filled up. Okay, so what that is telling us is that underneath that full moon was was and is a T-square of Mars and Libra opposite Eris in Aries, both of which are square Pluto in Capricorn. And this is exact right now. If we, uh, as, as, as of my recording at 4.14 New York time on the 21st of October, this, uh, this aspect is going to be exact, or depending on when you were listening, was exact at 12.19 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on the 22nd. That's a Friday. And so this is an unusual setup. It's an unusual setup mostly because the square between Pluto and Eris happens every, let's see, how many years. So let's look at this. You'll, you'll, you'll be impressed by this. The Mars thing is, all, is a small part of it. But when you, when you search uh, for, this is going to be the Pluto. This is uh, last quarter. So let's go back to when Pluto was opposite Eris. Pluto was last opposite Eris. In 1978, it was last square Eris in 1911. So it went from the square in 1911 to the opposition in 1976 to the square in 2020 and 2021. And then there will be a conjunction in the year 2115. So anytime you get Pluto and Eris together in an aspect pattern, that is exceedingly rare. One has a 248-year orbit, one has a 551-year orbit. Eris is not a normal planet. It was discovered in 2006, well, in five, and named and named and designated in 2006. And uh, and and we don't know from a planet with a five and a half century orbit. This is a product of the. Of the of the of the ultra modern era and the use of deep space telescopes to be able to see objects orbiting far out from our sun, Eris is in our solar system, and so there there is something special about this square. And the square, by the way, is profoundly involved in the astrology of the whole ongoing COVID incident at its very origins in January of 2020. Now we've got this rare. 90 degree or square aspect, which is basically about to be done. I think we're in the last of the contacts and Mars comes along and Mars makes a square to Pluto and an opposition to Eris, kind of setting it off like a blasting cap. And just as that was happening, was developing, the full moon traces over the aspect and highlights it and brings it forth. Now, this is a potentially violent aspect but the nice thing about it is its precision. It is, it is, uh, you know, you you might say though it's a bad metaphor for astronomy, surgically precise. It is a very close T square, all within arc minutes. And so, my theory of these things is 
when there is focus and when there is precision and when there is distinction, that is a thing to work with. And now while you're working with that, you may feel like you're under some very unusual pressure, like there is some special challenge that you are facing or like you are in some kind of an impossible situation. And, you know, one one of the advantages you gain when you have astrology, whether you're reading it yourself or you have a kind of a, um, let's say, a re- reasonably objective person reading it who's not going to pack it with judgments and predictions and, uh, you know, declare it good or bad, is that you can get a sense of the energy of it. And we talk about Pluto. We're talking about the... Uh, the the evolutionary driving force. When we talk about Eris, we're talking about a, uh, a, a facet of the psyche that is at once the outcast. My whole early theory of Eris was the, the outcast or the castaway woman. But as I studied Eris for really all, all of the time since its discovery, even you know even before it was named, I was working with, with Eris all through, uh, 2006 and even back into 2005. Um, this this is the the model of the human psyche or personality under the thrall of digital conditions. It's destabilized. It's out of body. It can feel fragmented, or it is in fact fragmented. It finds it alien. It finds itself alienated and difficult to connect with others. And so when we connect that with Mars and Pluto, we focus the energy of Eris and place it under uh, kind of a, um, let's say, a special focus, which is allowing uh, the, the, the quality of Mars, this distinctive, uh, you, you know, you might say whole self person uh, or, or a person integrated with their desires, um, in, in collaboration with the healing and evolutionary force of Pluto, which does not always feel that way. It can feel like a destructive force. It can feel like the Lord Shiva. Uh, we're, we're giving some attention now to this fragmented, dissociated, destabilized mental quality of Eris, which is the human mind under digital conditions. This is very difficult to see because we are looking at our lives from the inside and the water was only heated up very gradually. So uh, no one knew when to scream, basically. But you know, when they want to inject your body with nanotechnology and when they want to inject your body with uh, things that you don't know and that you don't understand but are described as an operating system, as a computer platform or program, by their manufacturer, hmm, maybe this whole computer thing is going a little too far. Signing off from Kingston, New York, this is Eric Francis. Don't forget, if you like this podcast, please look at the Become a Member tab at planetwaves.net and see if there's anything that appeals to you. Thanks for listening, and bye for now.